right, I, I haven't got time to mark this motherfucker. Here we go again. We can't hear anybody. Nobody can talk to anybody. You guessed it, Pressure Points with your two favorite hosts. I'm D, and this is AJJ. That stands for Jim Jones. We're coming at you with Season 7, Episode 7, God and Murder, Part 2. We're tying up the Jonestown arc today. So really, really get out your best popcorn, strap the fuck in, and let's get to it! Well, turn the fucking thing off, you dumbass. I've never once in real life seen you with the amount of energy that you put into these intros. I know, for real. I I think that that's where all of my energy goes every single week. Yeah, yeah. you just used <laughs> up for the week. Yeah, okay, well, I can't do the episode anymore, so. Yeah, gotta, I'm tired. Go. I'm real sleepy now. I gotta go now. down. I had a lot of beer yeah. and cheese. I'm real tired now. <laughs> oh, shit. Welcome back. Welcome. How are you? How you, how you been? It's good. Busy weekend. Yeah, good. yeah. Yeah. Um, I hung out with uh, two of our patrons. Yeah, on Patreon. Yeah, they a, paid a, so much money for me to come hang out. Yeah, the foot fees. Yeah, uh, a former chairperson, <laughs> a former chairman. Yeah, former chairman, uh, and somebody else, and some other <laughs> scumbag. Fuck that guy. Honestly. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> he doesn't know shit. Uh, but yeah, about Magic the Gathering. Busy, busy weekend. Um. Got some feedback on the episode last week, so that yeah. was nice. Uh, thank you for everyone that enjoyed it. Uh, I was told, and I quote, I was so fucking mad that you didn't keep going and that you ended the episode when you did. So Perfect. That's I what got, we want. I rage baited you, bitch. Get rage baited. <laughs> Go yeah. re-listen to that one before you start this one, by yes, the way. If you have not listened to God of Murder Part 1, Go, Go listen, to, listen it. to it now. Uh, it is incredible i i'm gonna toot my own horn it, no it, it is, is great it's i don't know what it is about like series when i do series on like pressure points episodes but they always end up really well like they or they always end up just like i do them really 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 well and i don't know why i no, think it's because I, I, we i'm talked actually about it. thorough with it <laughs> well yeah it's it's you're not trying to there there are a lot of times where i'll have a story where man we gotta stretch to yeah. to at least hit 30 minutes yeah and then there are sometimes where it's like i gotta condense it yeah. to just be in an hour it just works and sometimes if you if you just find that perfect medium of i can't condense it to an hour and still do it justice you really get into just i'm gonna make it two parts and i'm gonna do a good job and yeah. ooh, it pays off i think our two-parters in general are some of our best episodes oh, absolutely uh and surprisingly enough, for the first time in Pressure Points history, we're probably going to have two D episodes that are back-to-back that are going to be over an hour long. It never happened. This is going to be a long one. Unprecedented. Uh, but, yeah. So, before we get into anything, how was how was your week? It was good. Just yeah. just chilled out. Uh, making more bread. Hell yeah. Uh, God, what happened? Had some Greek food today. Oh, nice. That was nice. Saw some family. There, This is going to dox me, so I'm going to be more vague. But there is a very popular coffee chain, that, not Starbucks, by the way. Oh, yeah. Being opened like- Just down the street. Like three blocks away. Oh, I'm going to It's already get, like, did you see it? I'm going to get so fat. It's I already fucking it today. like set up. It, 
And yeah. they just barely announced it. I was like, what the fuck? I can't wait yeah, for it to open. I saw it just the other night. We, you and oh, we went and saw the Demon Slayer movie. Oh, yeah. We're duh. so stupid. Jesus. We went to, yeah. we, we got some nice ramen. Yeah. And we saw the Demon Slayer movie. Yeah. Not Damn. really movie, but yeah. last episode of the last season, first episode of the next. Uh, Damn. Fucking good. The fight scenes were really sense. good. They're even better in theater. I'm they so really glad are. that you guys no, came. The, the sound design of those shows is, do, you do, that show does not deserve to be on any television. With the sound design that they have, I don't good. know why. I, I need to like get a, a home theater system from the 70s to, to enjoy that. Oh, yeah. I uh, No, it was great. That was I put great. on my fucking weeb pants this week, and I finished like four anime. <laughs> Jeez. We're, we're, a few that I needed to finish, uh, started a new one and finished it. Yeah, I I watched so much this week. I never know where it's to start, great. but I got you. You've, if you you've want put me, me to on some that we're gonna start this next week. I'm gonna oh, we're gonna try spy spy fam- family. spy X family. Yeah, oh, and, so good. Um, I God, have you seen the cyberpunk one? Yeah, you have. Mm-hmm. I I tell yeah, you, I ask that you that all so the time because I fucking loved yeah. that. Yeah, that and great. watching that before actually playing cyberpunk. Was Solid the right way setup. to do it. Is what was I've the heard. right way to do it. You kind of really feel for the world. Oh yeah, and some of the characters and stuff. But fuck. Yeah, good shit. <sighs> I got so much to watch now. Right. Now that I'm out of school. <laughs> you do. You need to mm-hmm. watch so much, and I do too. If you have any anime recommendations, send them our way. Yeah, please do. On our Instagram, which is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, oh, dude. If you didn't get a chance dude, to look at it this week. Our manager showed me the stats on it. Is it looking green, good? Green. Green all down. Uh, also, 15 people clicked on our website. Oh, hell yeah. Thank you. Which is 14,000% more or something like that. <laughs> 15 million percent more than yeah. it ever was. No, so, hey. Yeah. So, thank you. Thanks. We appreciate you. Click on it again and um, hit refresh like 10 times. Yeah, and she's she's making some awesome reels out of yeah. like news footage and shit. Um, so, pertaining to this episode and last, she actually put up uh, footage from the documentary that I got the majority of my notes from. Um, I have it written down. <laughs> uh, Jonestown and the women behind it. Uh, the women behind the massacre. Uh, she put a clip on there that's just... Oh. And I was I found like the original clip and I was gonna use it just for the audio. The audio is so fucking bad. Oh yeah. I was like, nah, I can't fucking so use this. I, it was I, like, I, yeah. it's like Oh god. No, actually talking about that, she has she is so well versed on this topic on of Jonestown and all this stuff that we're talking about. But she was like she came up to me after listening to it and was like, he talked about stuff. That I haven't seen in any documentaries. Oh, that I haven't yes. seen. Fuck yeah! In, in, I haven't heard from any of these huge podcasts. Hell yeah! None of them talked about this. Fuck the, yeah! Uh, one yeah. of them. Uh, one of the specific things she was talking about was the faith healing. Oh yeah. The only thing she had ever heard about how they actually faked it was from that documentary. And that was only one and, example. And even in there, like, yeah, they're just they talking about like, the one lady that, that he's like, stand. And I watched that yeah, clip yeah. in full. It's on our like, Instagram if you want to see like, the clip. stand up, walk forward. Like, 
And it's funny. It looks like it looks like my mom in like five years. It made me <laughs> it laugh. Kind of does, yeah. She like stands up and like slowly walks forward, and then she starts doing this little like fucking shuffle. Yeah. And she starts dancing, and then she just starts like speed walking. Yeah. So go it's fucking crazy. Uh, go check out our reels and amazing our footage stuff. though. Oh, I love that. So like, good. We have footage of this and yes, this stuff. One hundred. This week, I will make sure there is a ton of stuff. That I'm sending her and putting up because this is like there. It's so much documentation and visual documentation of this event. It's fucking massive. Um, but yeah. So, so while you're there checking out our Instagram, keep an eye out. Yes. Because this is our 200th episode. Yeah, our 200th release. Yeah. So yeah. because of that, we're going to do a little giveaway. Yeah, we it, are. It opens next week. We'll remind you on the next episode. This is just a kind of hey, go go yeah. subscribe. Kind get of a heads up it. that way if you miss next week, so you don't catch it. Uh, you still know about yeah, it. There's a chance you know to that look you out for the post. You got this, but uh, so next Monday, yeah, there's going to be a post on our Instagram, and it's going to be something. It'll be obvious. Yeah. Giveaway something. Giveaway I don't know what it's going to look like. Whatever. So what basically what it is is you just got to go in. You got to like it. You got to tag three people. Yeah. Two, three. Two, two, three people. Tag, tag two, three people. Tag, tag a couple a few, people. Yeah. Send it to your friends and put it on your story. Yeah. That gets you an entry. Even if it's your alternate accounts. Yeah, tag it's fine. Tag them. This is really so that we can just give give our, our social media manager a hell of a lot more credit for the hard work that she's put into our Instagram and an opportunity for us to give something to one of you as a thank you because like we're coming up and we really yeah. do appreciate everybody's support. So right now the prize is one of anything from our store shop.pointsofpressure.com. Yep. You'll be able to we'll we'll DM you if you win, we'll announce it on on a podcast probably. It yeah. closes the following week, so you got 7 days yeah. to do it. Um we'll announce it, we'll we'll DM you directly and we'll say, "Hey, what do you want? You tell us what item you want." We'll send you a link. You get to choose the size, the color, whatever it is. Yep. Um, whatever, like, and it's anything. So make anything sure to go store. to our store. Check it out. See if you want it. Click anything. around. Find out what, what works for you. That way you've got an idea of it. Cause... And there may be some bonus prizes. Hmm. We may choose some, some depending on how many people, uh, you know, lo load up and, and enter. We might yeah. choose some little bonus bonus prizes as well. But we'll, we'll DM you directly and uh, we'll get your information. And then... Uh, March on Patreon. This is not an official official announcement, but we have something coming big for Patreon members in March. So if you're on the fence, now's the time the to fence, do it. Hop in, join the free tier, whatever. Get in there. March is going to be this is going to be a big one. It is. Yeah, March, March is going to be us, so. really big and nice. And yeah. we've kind of had it brewing for months, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so being able to finally see everything. Kind of come to fruition. It's yeah. Been nice. Pop up. This this next, I don't know, month, month and a half. Um, pretty Two months, maybe. It'll be kind of crazy. They should be pretty it's big. Be good. There should be a lot of growth in the podcast coming fingers, very soon. Fingers crossed. Send it to all your friends. Yeah. So please, this is, this is the time. If you're yeah. going to send it to your friends. You know, you might get uh, a little handy or something. Yeah. Oh, whoa, I'm not going to promise anything there. Better with my mouth. Oh, um, easy. Yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, we we appreciate all the support that we've gotten. We really want to start giving back to you guys, and we figure this is their best way to do it. So keep your eyes and ears open. Follow us on Instagram at Points of Pressure. Go to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Points of Pressure. Find us on Reddit. We'll have links on there as well. R slash Pressure pressure Points, points, which is crazy Uh, still. Check it all out, and uh, we're going to... We're jumping in. So, yeah. Uh, so where where as, were we? As we talked about last week, uh, I finished up talking about Jim Jones and the People's Temple moving to Guyana. We're going to step back just a tiny bit um, to kind of preface this episode and where this episode goes. Um, when people were joining, uh, and this is kind of like more in the early 70s that I'm going to talk about right now. Uh, there were people that were joining knowing that this was kind of a, they were kind of in on like the cult secret more or less. Uh, but they knew that and they liked that about it. It's like I had talked about last week. There was a lot of abuse going on. That wasn't just Jim Jones. There were people abusing other members that like they joined for that aspect. Um, and they did it because it gave them power. Uh, Carolyn and Annie Moore, uh, both sisters, and uh, Maria Katsaris, uh, they're all younger women that are in the inner circle. Uh, and the inner circle itself is mainly white people, strangely enough. Um, uh, what? Now, these three women, uh, Carrie, Annie, and Maria, uh, they are covered so well. In Jonestown, the women behind the massacre on Hulu. They tell such a phenomenal side of that story. Um, There were just things I wanted to add to all of it because I felt like there were just a couple things that they were like, oh, yeah, we got to grace over this so that we don't go for two and a half hours. Phenomenal, phenomenal documentary. Go watch it after you finish this episode. Um, It's like I said, that's a... A main portion of my notes was from the information they talked about and then like fucking 10 other links, I swear to God. Uh, But yeah, check out that documentary. It's amazing. Um, And they go over stuff that I'm just going to like glance over really quickly. So uh, some people had joined the cult for the political move. You got to remember, um, Jim Jones, he talked a lot and preached a lot about racial integration, um, racial equality, racial equality within the people's temple, which drove, I mean, at the time, this is the seventies. This is when a lot of people are protesting against racial inequality. They're like, Hey, yo, why the fuck? Like we're all equal here. What the hell? So this is, it's kind of a, an, the perfect time for Jim to take this stance. Also, he's a fucking diehard communist. He's gone to communist rallies. He's preaching he's, a an lot FBI of socialism. On him. Yeah. Uh, which we're like balls deep into the fucking red scare right now. Like deep cold wars going on. Jim Jones is, He's in a in a situation where there he has a lot of people that are seeing this and they're like, holy shit, I'm gonna join for the political side of things. But because he's such a Christian nutcase, he's getting a lot of those diehard Christians that are also joining because of the dedication 
And after he moves to California, it explodes like tenfold. Yeah, and if you if you do go check out the Instagram, you actually hear him talking. Yeah, dude, he was charismatic. It was. A, I love listening good, to people uh, talk in history, like throughout history, and the oh, people that yeah, we're talking dude. about. I love it if we can hear them talk because you really get a glimpse. You know, it's like watching Hitler do a speech. You really get a glimpse yeah. into the charisma. Yeah, that went into that. Because when you hear a lot of this, you kind of imagine somebody that's just like, oh, hey, you know, like, mm -hmm. come come join the people's temple. No, he's like but southern he's, yeah. drawl, pastor. Speed, I I kind of like, I'll, I'll toot my own horn again. I kind of did a good impression. You did of him a last good week. impression on accident. <laughs> yeah. Check out the check out the Instagram. Look up any anything that I talk about later on because I will reference some of the videos that are not just the woman standing up. Um, but yeah, like, and he's also charismatic, like you said. So, so he's bringing people in like crazy. Uh, people are still writing letters back home, uh, and included in like these letters, people are like, oh, you know. We're, we're working for the ultimate goal. Like, oh, the ultimate goal is brotherhood. Like, uh, this is the happiest I've ever been. We're working for social justice and brotherhood. And it's just like these people are all in not a commune at this point, but like they've given up everything to join. Mm -hmm. And so they're just I don't want to necessarily say all of them are delusional. Some of them certainly are. Some of them are just like, holy shit, I'm part of a cause now and it's giving me some meaning. Yeah. And it's done a lot for these people. Um, and so it kind of had this like slightly positive spin for a little bit. For a little bit, you um, know. In 1973, there are some ex-members that uh, they actually call out the People's Temple and Jim Jones for the exclusion of black people. Despite all that talk? Despite all that talk, Ooh. like I had said, in Jim's inner circle, mind you, these are the people that are putting together those big big events in Indiana, big events in California, all over the country. Those are his inner circle people. Those are the people that are like, oh, you know, let's uh, let's put a cast on this lady's fucking arm. Like, Jim isn't doing this all by himself. He has people that know how bullshit this shtick is. Um, and so I... This manifesto comes out and it's released stating that white women uh, would be promoted and the rhetoric at, in 1973 has shifted more towards this just being like a sex cult instead of it being about God and about integration and about uh, socialism. Now it's it's just about like Jim cheating on his wife more or less. Yeah. Um, and... As time went on after the events of Jonestown, this is actually confirmed by letters that people sent to like the FBI or they were like, hey, you know, my my two kids died at Jonestown. Uh, I'm going to send the letters that they gave us. I'm going to send them to the news. Maybe like that'll help somebody else find some solace. And, you know, women being promoted and rhetoric being all about sex and the racism that was going on in the People's Temple are backed up by a lot of the letters that were being sent around this time period. Um, Jim Jim gets word this has come out. He hears about this manifesto. He reads it, and he just goes, you know, the people that wrote this when he's preaching, he's like, these people are criminals. They're liars. They're bad people. These are people that were embezzling funds from the church. They're, they were stealing items from, like, the 
our our food pantry, our our collectivist food pantry, like they were the ones that weren't doing any work when we were trying to build the new nursery, different shit like that. So that discredit them. Yeah, discredits them and it puts them in such a negative light where it kind of justifies frustrations that the members have had with people that have left. And they're like, oh, you know, those people I remember, I remember fucking Tony and how, you know, he he ended up leaving and man, he he always shirked his chores. Yeah, like, he was Tony a real never scumbag. fucking did anything. He tried to sleep I remember with that guy. And I bet Tony's I bet Tony's a part of this manifesto. And so it kind of puts like mm-hmm. it further polarizes the people's temple from everyday people and the people that have left. Mm-hmm. And it causes a bigger divide by Jim just saying, you know, fuck these guys. Um yeah, further it also just further isolates the entire cult. Yeah, from the outside world, it's oh everybody out there is bad almost. Like it's getting to that point. And oddly enough, around this time, nineteen seventy two, seventy three, um, you know, like the manifesto stated, a lot of women in the people's temple start showing up pregnant, Ooh. and they're supposed to be abstinent. Ooh. That's what they were preaching, or Jim would choose your spouse, and oh, yeah, that then was you two weird. could have kids. So women start showing up pregnant, and a lot of them are like, you know, Jim's Jim's the dad. What the fuck? So uh, things things are looking a little rough for Jim. So to save face, uh, he goes, you know, Guiana. Like, we just have to get out it's of the time. U.S. It's time to get out of San Francisco. We're being victimized. Yeah, exactly. We're being treated poorly. We need to leave and strike out and find our own promised land, our own Zion. Right. Wow, that sounds really yeah, familiar. Oddly familiar. Now, Jonestown was originally pitched as, like, almost like a getaway, like a, like a church-sanctioned, like, vacation area. Um and that was what sold a lot of people to go out there and say, you know, I'm going to, like I talked about at the end of the last episode, a bunch of people went out there and helped kind of build things up. They built like dorms. They built a little hospital. They built a small school for kids. They started like cutting down trees for a farming area. And because they were like, you know, maybe there are going to be people that live out there full time, but we want this as like a like a safe haven for when things get a little bit too rough. Maybe we can hold little get togethers down there as, as as the people's temple and come together. in in all honesty, the entire approach was, this is our get out of jail free card within the next six months. We're going to a country that may or may not have extradition laws with the U S like, so yeah, a lot of people were kind of disillusioned as to what this Jonestown was supposed to be. Um, and when Jim initially goes down to Jonestown uh, and people are still working on putting all of it together, they actually shoot. I didn't know this, um, but they shoot a promotional film, total Jonestown propaganda. Wow. It is 40 minutes long. 40 I, minutes. I did not get a chance to watch it, but I clicked through and watched like a bunch of little sections of it. Basically, it's just Jim walking around with a camera him showing all these happy people because Jonestown hasn't like fully, fully come together. Like there are portions of it. You've got a lot of people that are out there at this point. Yeah. But it's not what it was by 1978. Uh, 
And so he's going around. He's talking to guys that are on tractors. He's talking to families. He's talking to little kids at the playground. He's talking to parents and all of these people like, you know, the people's temple gave me solace. I was this broken person. I was alone. I was afraid. I have meaning. Yeah. Now I do. And it kind of. So so Jim records all of this also fucking terrible audio quality. So I was like, I can't really rip everything off of it. Also, I was kind of limited on time this weekend. Um, I would have liked to do more of it, but I will have, uh, I'll make sure that we get the links and and everything put out there so that you guys can find these as resources. Um, and it like, they talk about, oh, we're going to have this little school. We're planning on building this hospital and everything. And it's like this hopeful aspect of all of it, which is kind of heartbreaking to know where where it goes. This all ends up. And if you don't know where this ends up, spoiler alert, um, so as everyone slowly starts shifting out there through 1973, 1974, um, Jim has kind of made it a point to make sure that like, if you're in Jonestown, you're getting like daily sermons, right? Yeah. And it's not like, oh, we're all going to group up in the pavilion and sit down and we'll all have like just a can of Coke and we're kicking back, having some, some coconut water and Jim's preaching. No, Jim is like in his cabin and there are loudspeakers all over and he's just talking into virtually like a ham radio, just talking into a little loudspeaker that projects and he was running a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a, like 24 hour podcast where he'll where just, just ramble from time to time. He'll just ramble about, you know, the enemies and if nuclear war happens, you know, we're in a safer place. Oh, you know, they're trying to come get us all our enemies are trying to get us you know the don't go into the jungle at night it's dangerous out there and it kind of it just gets more and more obscure as time goes on um but never to the point where people were like yo what the fuck is wrong with jim well it's if it's a slow change you know just like we talked about in the last one if it's a slow change over time, you're not going to be as reactive well, to it. And a lot of these people, not only do they see Jim as a savior because he preaches that, but they see him as a savior because some of these people's situations, yet yeah, they were taken out of a position where they were like, dude, I was like actively ruining my life. Like, yeah. And I met Jim and things got better and here I am and I have meaning like we talked about. And so some of these people are like, you know, I owe Jim my fucking whole life and it's fair i get why you would feel that way but at the same time you're kind of you're yeah. helping the wrong dude um but it's hard to know that yeah without it's... having retrospect like we do uh now as time goes on over these loudspeakers you know like i said it's getting weirder yeah he kind of starts to like slur shit he's starting to kind of sound like more like just incoherent at times and it'll just ramble and ramble and ramble and they're like what the fuck is going on now it must be a speaker problem yeah something like that um and because a lot of these people don't have they don't have any news coming in from yeah. the outside world it's and anything it is literally that is coming uh, in it's completely filtered through yeah, it's a cult leader's yeah. dream it's to not completely like, control all information Going in and out. Yeah, and it's not like they're getting, like, you know, the Guiana Times. They're not getting yeah. the New York Times down there. And if they do, like, sections are being pulled out. You know, the information they're getting is from family members that are like, holy shit, like, please come back home. And they're like, no, I'm happy here. 
or they're getting it from Jim over the loudspeaker and it's just fear mongering over a PA. Uh, but his, his speech starts to slur a little bit more, even when he does his in-person sermons, like instead of standing up at a pulpit, like now he's sitting down in a chair with a microphone. Um, he's not as like, he's still animated. He's still kind of the gym that everybody knows, but like, there's something a little bit different about him. Um, and it's known within his inner circle at this time. Um, Jim is incredibly addicted to phenobarbital. Nice. Um, Barbiturates. Yeah. Uh, oh, those are the best. This is used specifically uh, as a sedative, uh, anti-seizure medication. They use it for alcohol withdrawal. Um, and, you know, year, 50 years ago, it was commonly used for suicide attempts. I mean, it's still, strange. if you can get it today, yeah. you, you, it's definitely still used for suicide. It's uh, strange that they have this massive amount that uh, Jim has access to at Jonestown. Well, it seems like they're very close to Columbia, you know. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, it's just good old barbiturates. Um, and it's, it's, it's not like he's just like shooting up in the back rooms like, oh my God. Like his inner circle knows. And he knows that people are going to ask questions. He has people around him all fucking day. He's like the celebrity of Jonestown. So anytime somebody's there and he's like, oh, shit, like I'm coming down, they'll hit him with hit him with a little injection, give him a couple pills, whatever. Uh, and when people raise an eyebrow, he just goes, oh, you know, it's my B12 injections. And Carolyn, mm -hmm. who uh, let's see, I think I had talked about. Yeah, Carolyn, one of the sisters. Uh, so the two sisters actually ran the school and the medical bay. Um, Carolyn obviously ran the medical bay, and he would just go, oh, yeah, Carolyn's just giving me my, my B12 injections. Mm -hmm. And that was a line that he even fed to his son. And yeah. his son was like, yo, what the fuck? Hey, like, smart that of her. That doesn't seem right. Yeah, Smart of her, though, to— Oh, yeah. Because, you know, in every cult, there's—well, not in every cult. In, in a lot of power dynamics, you have the head honcho, and then you have— the inner circle, and a lot of times those that inner circle is 100% vying for their own level of power and control, obviously. Yeah. So if your level of power is to dose this guy with barbiturates, you kind of get away with it. You, you can get yeah. away with a I little mean, bit you, more. It's easier to push him in a direction that you want Exactly. To you can influence him, yeah. and you can almost speak for him at certain right. points. So he's getting like what uppers in the morning uh at night he's getting dosed with downers and all of a sudden his wife is separated and living in another cabin uh and mind you jones and uh marilyn i believe was her name i don't remember um they were called mother and father jones mm -hmm. uh and you know they're told don't call her mother jones anymore and i mean she's she's wanting jim to get off these drugs and she's telling so many people you know I, like her kids she's like yeah your dad's addicted to drugs i need him off of these um on top of that she's hurt because he's very openly boning everything yeah, that moves yeah <laughs> yeah he's cheating on his wife actively his inner circle is like and he has been yeah his inner circle is very much just jim and his handful of girlfriends mm -hmm. his little like his concubines yeah his concubines his little entourage and uh this this information specifically is uh based on interviews with his son um that 
the son was like, you know, I talked to my mom and she was brokenhearted about it. And she was like, your dad's addicted. We have to get him off this. And then, like I said, shortly after that, hey, mom's in a different cabin. Dad's doing his own thing. She's at Jonestown, but she can't leave Jonestown. Yeah, and she no longer has yeah. any sway or power. Yeah. Even though she didn't have much before, now um, it's like completely gone. So the records around this time uh, reflect about two-thirds of the population in Jonestown are children and the elderly in and which is it's just fucking crazy. That's nah, a bad balance. Um, and some of the children that are living there aren't with their families, which I'm sure you're like, what the fuck? Like, why would a kid choose to go to Jonestown? Mom and dad are like, oh, yeah, sounds good. Um, this is a lot of the reason for this is Jim is either like the father of this child and mom's still back in California or in one case, uh, it, we have John Stone, which uh, Jim is the father listed on the birth certificate, um, but his name was added to it two weeks after John was born. Um, originally, the birth certificate reflected Grace and Timothy Stone. Um, however, Tim is coerced by Jim uh, to sign an affidavit that says Jim is the father um, because it gives Jim that much more of a hold over him. Mind you, Grace and Tim, who the original parents are, uh, they're both in the inner circle. Grace is in the inner circle. She's obviously been sleeping with Jim or being raped by Jim, sexually assaulted by Jim. Tim is <laughs> one of the People's Temple's lawyers. Oh, These are people that are in yeah, super, super deep. And so when Jim says, hey, no, 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 no. Put me as the father of that son, uh, of John. And they're like, yeah, you know what? You're right. So that's a good idea. <coughs> this is so, a test of my faith. Let's do it. Yeah, Tim, Tim signs it, but they still have a copy of that affidavit. Um, Grace leaves in 1976 uh, when her son is four years old. Uh, her husband, Tim, leaves about a year after, um, but she's worried that the cult is going to come after her and her son, and she's like, I can't put my son through that. He's four years old. How mm -hmm. easy is it for someone who this kid has seen his whole life? This person shows up and goes, oh, hey, John, you remember me? Come with me. And they just take him. Yeah. So she's like, I'm going to leave John with Jim for now. I'm going to get the fuck out, get safety, get away from all of it, get to a place where people can't find me so easily, and then I'm going to get my son back through the courts. Uh, she insists on utilizing the justice system to get him back, which, like I said, they have that affidavit that shows, you know, Tim signed, yeah, sure, like, you're you're the father, you can put your name on his birth certificate. Mm -hmm. Um and Jim Jim finds this out, uh, and they're obviously in Jonestown. This is 1976, so Jim obsesses over this 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 John thing. Just instead of you know taking, I get that like the man is a fucking narcissist lunatic, but like send the kid back to to their parents. And you can keep doing your cult shit. And yeah, you're like, not going to have 
a, like the headache that's about to be on its but, way. Yeah, as you said, he's narcissistic. Yeah, but he, as he's fuck. not going to fucking see he that. He can't do that. He's so, he can't admit. That's him admitting yeah. defeat. He can't admit defeat. He's God. So he gets he gets on a in one of his sermons. Uh, he says nobody's going to be safe if he's returned. We're all Oof. we're all fucked. But you got to understand that if Jones gives up John, if Jim says, "Hey, you know what? I did do that." And this af- this affidavit is correct. Suddenly, Jones isn't the one with all the power. Now it's the U.S. justice system yeah. has all the power. He's, Jones, he's kneeling behind this Jones, human construct. Yeah, it, it shows this this power creep that you know our enemies. We're stronger than our enemies. I am reincarnated Jesus. I yeah. am reincarnated Buddha. I will protect you. I'm going to protect you. That's why we went down here. Well, we're still not out of the grasp of the U.S. justice system. Yeah, despite being in another country. Yeah. And, and yeah. so, I mean, I I guess if I were a cult leader, I'd be like, yeah, fucking good play, Jones. That makes sense. That's the best way to hold your people together. Uh, and I mean... No, no. If he loses I'm, it... I'm Jim Jones. I'm on barbs. Uh, you... Uh, Send the kid back and say, I sent him back to California. Yeah, right. Yeah. Who would know? Yeah. I sent him so that he's protected in California. They have uh, guns there. Um, but yeah, it's it's a complete loss of control in on Jim's side if he gives up John. Um, and uh, <clears throat> at this point, there are a ton of court orders that are being sent to Jim that are like, hey, you need to get the fuck back to the U.S. and you need to turn over this kid. He's not yours. This is literally fucking kidnapping. And it's coming out so often that the FBI starts to get involved. And uh, John Stone is actually the, the catalyst for the entire push for the FBI fully getting involved and... Basically everything crumbling down from here. That kind of uh, this is yeah. That makes a lot of sense yeah. that the FBI would get involved. They they do kidnappings that cross state and country lines. Like and this is where you get uh, the group that's called the Concerned Relatives, which is an activist group. I wouldn't even call it an activist group. These are relatives of people that are part of the Jonestown cult, the People's Temple cult. That they're getting letters from people in Jonestown that are like, oh, like. I'm so fucking disillusioned and everything. This is great, but we'll kill ourselves if anybody tries to come down here. And these people are fucking terrified for their families. Um, and it's gaining more and more traction. Um, and the, like I said, the concerned relatives, it's, it's more than just like the families of victims. These are people that are part of this are ex members that they're like, Hey, these are my close friends. They're friends that are a part of this. They're, you know, anti-cult activists that are a part of this uh and it starts gaining more and more traction as you know the concerned relatives go on the news yeah. as they sit down for newspaper interviews and people are like holy shit i know people's temple yeah like, and this has been building for yeah. years because there's been these this is the 20, scandals that you've been talking 20 about 20 years at this point exactly. that jones has been building a building this cult and yeah. bringing people and in since the beginning, there there have been you know little scandals. People who get out and say, "Hey, there's something funky going yeah. on." like it's all been but, building to this group. But a lot of this, and I mean, you're you're getting the people that I talked about at the start of the episode that filled out that and wrote that manifesto. They're a part of the concerned relatives, and 
it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and the abuse allegations that are coming out and like the abuse victims that are coming forward it's just in and, the and US, it's getting news time yeah, too. In, in the US it's like what the fuck is going on in, in Jonestown? What the fuck is going on with the People's Temple? And what the fuck is Jim Jones doing? Mm-hmm. And in Jonestown, they're like, oh my God, these people just want to destroy us trying to get closer to God. Like we're we're getting, they're trying to ruin our happiness. We don't get it. Um, because they have that like drip filter of- mm-hmm. what, All their information is yeah. filtered. So- uh, they're, they're getting a little bit more information as to, like, obviously these families aren't just like, oh, you know, please come home. They're like, hey, look, we're working alongside other families. We're working alongside other people that are saying that, like, you know, Jim is raping women out there, that he's having sex with men. He's raping men. Like, this is bad news that he's not letting you guys come home. So they're getting this information from letters from their families. But they're still backing up Jonestown. They're still backing up everything that Jim is doing. Um, But they're still getting a little bit of information as to the fact that, like, the concerned relatives is a thing. And so everyone in Jonestown knows about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, he probably fucking rants about it every day on the PA. Yeah, he's basically just fucking Fox News. Yeah, 100%. Like, of course, he's going to talk about people that are trying to ruin him the most. He's the inspiration of Tucker Carlson. Yeah, for real. God. Um, But he's realizing that he's starting to lose control. He's starting to have some people that are just sneaking away from Jonestown. Suddenly, there are a handful of people that are getting back to the U.S. Um, But... He's not going to talk about any of those. Uh, and uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, he wouldn't talk about that stuff because the perception of weakness in his case is weakness. Yeah, exactly. If he says, oh, five people left, then five more people who are thinking about it but don't think they can suddenly have hope. <laughs> um, so what, what Jim looks at it and he goes, you know what I need? I need good press for all of my Jonestown people. I need all of them to look at us as capable heroes. And he goes, and this John situation is the perfect thing. So he gets his son, Stefan, and he says, hey, look, I need you to start going around. I need you to, one, hide John. I need you to go around and I need you to tell everybody that John's been kidnapped, that he's been abducted by the authorities. Uh... They've, They've come in, they've staged an operation, they've taken him, but I need you to just take him out into the woods for a couple hours and just, like, get him in a place where you can get back to him and it's a okay get with a couple people whatever and we need kind of a a a panic we need people to be afraid and then you're gonna come out of the woods the fbi can can steal our children and then you're gonna come out of the woods with john in hand and you're gonna say i rescued john from from the u.s government i got john away from them He's back, and we're all going to be fucking thrilled. It's going to be parties. Everyone's going to be like, oh, my God, we're like we're above the U.S. government. They can't take what we have here. I, just, is, I beat all like, those I Vietnam vets It's a fair approach him. to give like a, a drip feed of hope to these people. Yeah. But at the same time, what a stupid fucking idea. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, go put this six-year-old child out in the fucking woods and 
you know, come back and rescue him a couple hours later. What? what? <laughs> like, uh, he's actually missing when he puts him out in the woods. Yeah, just why so not you just know. lock him in a cabin that nobody's uh, going to look at? He has been abducted by your son, Jim. Yeah, yeah right now. Uh, now, two of the women in Jim's inner circle overhear this conversation, and they grab Stefan and they go, bad fucking idea. Yeah, that's a do horrible idea. You think the six-year-old is going to yeah. sit still for you to in well, the middle of the jungle on top of that, for you to come back hours even, later? Even if John comes or Jim com, or Stefan comes back with John, people are still going to be like, "Holy shit, they know where we are. Holy shit, yeah. they're sweeping us the up. Panic is they're going to take us. We didn't even know John was missing. Oh my god. Mm. It's going to be Total fucking panic. It's stupidest plan. Pandemonium. It's an idiotic plan. And uh, they're just like, look, don't fucking do that. I know that that Jim wants this to happen. It is not a fucking good plan. Um, and at this point, like the undermining of Jim has kind of become standard. Jim's so incredibly fucked up every single day. He's incoherent. He has clearly pretty fucking bad ideas for everything. <laughs> yeah. The inner circle is kind of overriding all of that, kind of what we want the board to do on Patreon. Yeah. Um, if you're interested, go check it out. Um, and Carolyn and Annie and Maria all are working together in that inner circle, and they're all just like, yeah, like we got to fucking run this shit. Yeah. Like, this guy's in Jim's slipping. He's losing it. We're all dedicated to him. We love what he's created, mm -hmm. but he needs our help. He's a figurehead now, yeah. essentially. Um, and mind you, both of these sisters, Carolyn and Annie, they've been having an affair with Jim for, God, like well over five years, I think, at this point. Um, and they kind of know how to get what they want. Yeah. They know how to play Jim. They know how to how to tell Jim, like, give him the old spanking tickle. You know, here's the bad news, but here's what's good out of it. So that it, it eases it. Oh, you know, why don't we load him up with a B12 shot before we give him the bad news? Exactly. That way Jim isn't as fired up. We're going to tell him just before we slip him his downers, before bedtime. He won't even remember in the morning. It'll be a-okay. He'll forget this person existed in the first place, even though they escaped. Whatever. Or ran for survival, I should say. God. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're just kind of running things at this point. Uh, one of those sisters wrote home, at any moment the marshal could be coming in to arrest Jim. We've decided we would die if that was required, and it seems to us that it kind of is. Uh, so they were they already had their minds set. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's shifted from dying for what you believe in um, to suicide to make a point. And oh, that's kind of great. what that's kind that's, of what Jim's yeah. entire approach is becoming as well, because he's also getting well. He's not going to go sit him. in federal prison yeah. for you know oh, decades. Yeah. He's not going to do that. Yeah. And I no. mean, the inner circle is also kind of pushing the same idea to him. They're like, you know, we're all kind of fucked here if this if they come and pick us up. I uh, and. Maria Katsaris' family is in the Concerned Relatives. They write and file a declaration of human rights violations about what's happening to Maria. And they're like, you know, our daughter can't leave. She's under duress. She's fucking brainwashed down here. Come home. Like, 
government, go pick her up. Like, do something like, do about something, this. Do something, please. And uh, they send this to Jonestown. Maria gets word. And they interview her at Jonestown. And they send an audio tape back. And she condemns her family's wishes entirely. Uh, she says, I'm free to come and go as I please. My father's hung up on me and he can't stand that I've grown up and have left his household and refused to worship him. I want you to leave me alone. Wow, teen angst so bad you join a cult? She's, uh, yeah, 24 at this time. Good I, old, sounds good like old teen fucking angst, teen angst. You know? Yeah, dude. Uh, her brother actually goes down to Jonestown to visit her, interviews her on camera. He's sitting at a table with her and... He's just like, we want you to come home. And she's just like, I'm never leaving. I love it here. Why would I ever leave? Because she has that fucking power over people. She's she's in this inner circle. She's playing Jim like a fucking fiddle. Mm-hmm. And, and Why in would a time, she leave? In a time where women really don't have a lot yeah. of power like at uh, all. There's there's a letter that's found uh, later from Annie uh, that said she doesn't mind being Jim's nurse, she do anything she can think of to keep Jim going. Um, so, so Maria comes out with everything, and so Carolyn and Annie's parents are like, okay, you know, I think we need to decide this for ourselves. So they go down to Jonestown. Uh, they visit for three days, and they're walked around like the most pristine and perfect little commune that could have ever existed anything bad that's going on is shuttered behind mm-hmm. like closed doors everybody's on their it's, best behavior close the curtains over here because you know mrs jones she's having a bad time make sure if she's crying she's doing it in the jungle far enough where nobody can fucking hear her uh and they come back and uh the people's temple says hey look we want to hold a press conference and we want you guys to talk about what you experienced there. We're not going to give you, give you a script. We're going to record what you experienced. And we'll give that to the concerned relatives. We'll give that to the press. And these parents sit down with two two daughters that are being disillusioned and abused by Jim Jones. And they say, this is just the most impressive and amazing, lovely utopia it has this feeling of freedom. Nobody seems like they're under control because you never saw that side exactly. of it. Because they knew they were getting special guests. Mm-hmm. It's just It's like all... when North Korea show puts up their like grocery yeah. stores yeah, that are just fake. When Russia puts up a beautiful grocery store for Tucker Carlson. It's the same fucking setup. Mm-hmm. It's all propaganda. These parents have no idea, but it gave them this sense of comfort knowing that like we're hearing all this from the concerned relatives. We went down there. We're worried about Who's our a better daughters. witness than us? Yeah. And so they're like, we're not going to join the concerned families. We understand why you guys might be concerned. We don't share that same concern. But like, we support our, our daughters in doing this. And we're still going to write them letters. We're still going to talk to them. But we're not going to join the concerned relatives effort. Um, and things start falling apart. A lot faster from here. Uh, So shortly after this family leaves, the Moors leave. Debbie Layton, who is the secretary and treasurer of Jonestown, uh, one night she runs for her fucking life. Damn. Uh, I think it comes out to like 
over a hundred miles or something. Um, she escapes to the American embassy in Georgetown and she says, please fucking help me. I was a part of Jonestown. I need to get back to the U S I need to get the fuck out of Guyana. And they're like, okay, sounds good. They send her back home. She is blowing the fuck up. Like she's getting interviews left and right. Everyone's oh, yeah, sitting she was down in with a her position and of they're like power and yeah, knowledge. They're like, you escaped. Why one? Why did you leave? Why did you run all the way? If it's so, if it's such a great place, what the fuck is going yeah. on? If you're free to come and go, wouldn't they have like yeah. maybe a taxi? So for the first time in basically everything with Jonestown, you have someone that was there that's got out, that's being interviewed, that's not a part of this anymore. And she starts talking about, you know, these suicide packs, these suicide trials and drills, which they called the White Knights, like N-I-G-H-T-S. White Knights, like yeah. doing, oh, they're normalizing yeah. um, mass suicide. They're like the drugs, the abuse, the shortage of food, the fear mongering that they're doing to everyone. She talks about Jim on his, on his PA system, how like- everyone's just being so emotionally and mentally manipulated by an emotional and mental manipulator, just like what he did to his wife when they first met. Talked about that in the last episode. Check it out. Uh, if you've gotten this far and you haven't listened to the last episode, I can't help you. Um, <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> so uh, she actually gets to the point where she mentions and she says, uh, I don't have the direct quote, but she's like, yeah, they're using like in these, suicide drills they'll wake us up in the middle of the night they'll rush everybody into the pavilion and we drink the like kids drink it's like that sugary fruity kids drink and the interviewer says oh kool-aid and she's like that's the one it's kool-aid they have us drink this kool-aid and that's where they're drinking the kool-aid kind of takes off despite at the end it was not actually kool-aid it's flavor aid. Yeah, it was an off brand. Yeah, it was an off brand flavor aid, which uh, I didn't find a lot of details on it because I added it towards the end. Um, but I guess they had like major, major money problems when it came out that flavor aid was actually what was being used. Well, yeah. If you yeah. go to the store, you can still find Kool Aid. You can't find Flavor Aid. You can find it on eBay. I'm, even, I'm gonna get a sealed packet. Uh, even Kool Aid had like a massive, massive hit after all of the Jonestown stuff. Well, them and um, Heaven's Gate, you know, definitely didn't yeah. help. But that wasn't yeah, right. nearly, that was, uh, you know, that wasn't yeah. as large of a no event. <laughs> but even then, it was still bad. Yeah. Uh, so the oh Jesus, I knew it was gonna be a long one. Uh, uh, that's all right. So the. Concerned relatives reach out to Congressman Leo Ryan, who is uh, he's over the one of the districts. He's a congressman over one of the districts in California. Hold on. Before we do this, I really want to point this out. This is what congressmen should do. Should do. Mm -hmm. OK, continue. Yeah. Um, so he doesn't offer to do this because of the concerned relatives. The reason he gets so heavily involved in them is because the People's Temple was doing so much with people in San Francisco in his district. There are a ton of people that are like, what the fuck? And he's just like, this is a problem. I need to do something about this. Concerned relatives are like, holy shit. Yeah, you're just the guy. 
help us out. And he goes, okay. So he decides to visit. Wow. Yeah. A congressman looking out for his constituents. Yeah, right. That's fucking insane. And uh, Jim decides to put on a fucking show. He's taking him around to all these little like integrated areas, and oh, look how great it is. He does exact. He gives them. He gives. He gives them the congressman show. Ryan the same treatment and visit that he gave the uh, Carolyn and Annie Moore's parents. So. Leo's walking around this place and he's like, yeah, like, I really can't say that this is terrible. Um, he's he's sitting down one on one with Jim while while like tons of members are standing around them and he's just talking to Jim. He's just like, you know, why do people feel this way? And Jim's spouting off his bullshit as usual. Um, he he sits down and he talks with Maria Katsaris and Maria says, you know, I'm happy here, Leo. Why would I want to leave? And Leo's like, man, like, what the fuck can I do? Because I have all of these accounts and I have all these trusted people that I've worked with in the concerned relatives. What do I do here? <coughs> uh, and he's just caught in a bind. And then all of a sudden, a note is slipped into Leo Ryan's hand. And yeah. he looks at it and he's, he's like right next to Jim. Looks at it. And on the note, uh, it says that there are two families that want to leave Jonestown. They want to they want to get the fuck out of there. They're no longer happy here. And no offense to Leo. Leo Ryan did an amazing fucking thing. I think that like his approach as a congressman was phenomenal. I do not. I do not agree with. His next approach, he Did, takes the note and he shows it to Jim ugh. and he says, if it's so great here, why do these two families want to leave? And the, it's not like names on this list, yeah, but it he just shows says, why do these families want to leave? And Jim turns and he goes, who here wants to leave? And everyone's like, no, not us. No, not us. Resounding nose. And he's like, see, everyone's happy here. I don't know what these two families are experiencing. But whatever they're experiencing isn't accurate to the Jonestown experience. Didn't and Leo he, didn't he go down? wasn't He wasn't alone down there, right? Leo, no, he went down with like a, a film didn't crew. Didn't he have a film crew? He went yeah. with like a, uh, a like cameraman a little bit of security. and like a journalist. Yeah, and a cameraman, a journalist, uh, like two and like other a people handful or of other people. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I, I no, just you're good. Remembered that because they record. They recorded. Yeah, a, a lot ton of this is yeah. recorded. I did they release. Yeah, yeah. Is there isn't there a video of them at the table? There's a video of him him talking to him. Okay, yeah. There's a video of him literally saying like him. I'm pretty sure they released all of the footage. I'm pretty sure it. it is. And he when he gives Jim the note, and Jim okay. goes, "Hey, yeah. you know, why would anybody want to leave?" And it's just I saw that, and I was like, oh, "Leo, what the fuck are you doing, man?" Uh, so Jim says, "Hey, you know, if these two families want to leave." We'll pack them up. We'll send them out with you. If they don't want to be here, we don't want them here. This is a collectivist utopia. Why would we want people here who don't want to be here? So yeah, Jim says, be on your way. A family of eight and a family of six with over 20 years in the temple say that they want to go. They stand up and they're like, we're out. So Leo reaches out to his people and he says, hey, Reach out to the American embassy. We need to call them, and we need a second plane to get here 
Yeah, to fly we everyone have a out. Pri- we're on a, we're in a fucking. It was like, like a Cessna. I think a helicopter and yeah, I think it's a, like two pri- or one private plane. They're calling in the second one. They're like, we got, like we're not going to be able to fit everybody in this. And if we yeah, can, these aren't like private jets like, of yeah. nowadays. These are like like twin engine Cessnas. Yeah, is, these are like, like small propeller powered fucking planes. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, he reaches out, says, hey, by the time we get to the airstrip, which is a few, like, I think it's a few miles away, by the time we get there, they'll have one there. Uh, They were kind of expecting to hear back from us anyway. So by the time we get there, we might have to wait for a little bit. They'll send the second plane. We'll pack everybody up. We'll get the fuck out of here, get people back home, and I'm going to talk about my experience. So they get out to the the airstrip and... uh, the plane isn't there yet, so they're kind of just hanging around. They've packed up the first the first plane, and they're like, we're not going to leave until everybody's packed up, and we know that everybody's safe. Leo is thorough as fuck about it. He's like, look, you know, I'm going to make sure that everybody gets home safe because his head is really fucking on the line. If he comes back home and it's like, oh, yeah, all the people that were getting on that second plane, Ooh, you know, didn't the plane it. never arrived. And those people starved at the fucking airstrip. Like, or he looks like an the plane alien. arrived and the airstrip was empty for some reason. Yeah, you know. Um, so yeah, the plane gets there. They start kind of getting it loaded up with their luggage, figuring out who goes where, and a tractor pulls up with a bunch more members. And the crew and Leo are both like, "Okay, I mean, this is a good thing." The yeah. crew starts recording. Leo kind of steps up and he's just like, I mean, do we have more people that are needing to go back home? I can reach out for another plane. Uh, The only problem is this tractor pulls up. The members that are in it stand up, draw their rifles, and they start firing at everyone at the airstrip. All of these families, all of the crew members, Leo Ryan, um, and I think there was one guy, uh, Leighton, I think was his last name. Uh, he was actually in the second plane. He acted like he wanted to leave. He drew his gun, came and started shooting people in the plane, came out and shot a few others. I don't know the numbers on how many survived, but it was very very few it's like like his camera crew like his Um, cameraman survived and like the pilot of one plane uh, because didn't they get out didn't the pilot get out on the plane so they have footage it's fucked up they have footage footage is out there um because they were like oh more people they are recording this tractor pull up and then you see these guys stand up and start firing it's like it's horrific it's fucked um but one of the survivors uh was Jackie Spear or Spire Spare? I'm not sure. Uh, she was shot five times, and she's actually now a California California Congresswoman. Um, but yeah, they Leo Ryan and a lot of his crew are killed on November 18th, 1978. Like I said, only a handful of people survive. They do get the footage out though. Yeah, um, because there are a few survivors. Mm-hmm. Um, and because the well, embassy is and, like, where yeah. the fuck are our planes? Why aren't we hearing back? What the fuck is going on? We yeah. know where and, we sent that plane. Yeah. Investigation. Uh, <laughs> so back at Jonestown, um, they're over the PA. It's just everybody get together. Everybody get to the pavilion right now. 
Um, we, you know, we know what's now happened to Leo Ryan. Like, well, they've they, taken these families. They, yeah. Like, we've sent a handful of men out with guns. This is obviously a bad looking situation. It's time to do what we've been planning for well, so long. They didn't this think is no of it longer that way. a drill. Didn't they think of it as uh, Leo Ryan is kidnapping these families? Yeah. Didn't they frame oh, it that way where yeah, it's like, oh, course. they're kidnapping the families. They're going to take us. They're going to separate you yeah. and your children. They're going to separate well, course, you guys forever. Yeah. And you're going to go to prison and you're never going to see your kids and your family yeah. ever he's again. Just, he's, he's spouting out, yeah. you know, everything that I was telling you previously about this being a fucked situation for us. I was right all along. Yeah, Everyone get to this. the pavilion. I'm going to tell you what we're going to do to solve all of this. Um, and yeah, he he gets everybody at the pavilion. Now, Carolyn had organized all of the pills um, and poisoning as well as calculated the amount of cyanide that was needed for everybody. That is a shit ton of math. Yeah, that's pretty good. Like this isn't like a commune of like, 70 people there are almost a thousand people here yeah there's a shit ton of people big big jugs of cyanide that they poured out and stuff um annie had written if we killed ourselves we'd be categorized as lunatics but at least we'd be assured our people could not sell out or be taken and brainwashed they were which is kind of ironic because they were all brainwashed they knew what they were doing they knew that they were going to kill these people uh, they they tried to figure out you know how's what's the best way to do this? Do we try to get everyone in an enclosed area and just kick Light in a bunch of exhaust fumes? Do exhaust we like fumes? connect a tractor up to it and pipe in the exhaust and everyone like gases out and dies? Do we poison food or water? And uh, inevitably they or they ended up testing the cyanide on pigs that they had um, to get the proper dosage um and so they throw all this flavor aid together and they're literally uh there's a picture that will be on instagram where it's a table that has cups that like have just traces of like kool-aid in the bottom and a box of empty cyanide injections because they're they have this vat and they're just squeezing Vials. They're basically turkey basting, but they're just with a syringe, emptying yeah. everything into this big vat of of Kool Aid um, to make sure that they have everything that they need to kill almost a thousand people. Um, and if you haven't heard the audio recording of what happens next, I don't recommend it. Um, if you can get through that kind of stuff, go for it. Uh, but there's an audio recording of everything that happened after they had the vat of Kool-Aid ready and up to the end. Yeah. Um, and it is, it was it's completely just, documented gym. and recorded. Yeah. It's, it's, and it was recorded by the people's simple. This isn't like some rogue person that went out there and recorded it. No, the this, people's it was, not, it was intentional. It recorded. Yeah. They were leaving behind evidence yeah. of what they did. Uh, so it's just, it's Jim fucking spouting all of his regular bullshit about, you know, they're trying to come after us, but we're beating them to the punch. We're not going to let them get the best of us because we're making the decision to go. We're not going to go back and be slaves in their prisons. We're not going to go back and be, you know, prosecuted by everyone that that's back in America when they take us back. Like, no, Meanwhile, this is on would, our terms. The prosecution would be like him and four people. Yeah, like, seriously. 
and it's just him but bringing it's all of that, them down yeah. because he knows that he has that power. Well, it's creating and that, he that knows collective If he guilt. loses it, yeah, if he loses that power, then he's admitting to himself how much he just fucking failed and how much he lied to all these people. And then and they all know. They all know how fucking yeah. bullshit he was. So uh, he says, give it to your kids. Or He actually has an assistant that says it. Uh, she says, give it to your kids first. There's nothing to worry about. Uh, keep calm. Keep your children calm. And there are kids crying, drinking this. Uh, and she goes, they're crying from the pain. It's just the bitter taste. And it's kids They're not dying. crying from the pain. It's they're the dying taste, from right? cyanide poisoning Which is actively <laughs> that was given to these children by their parents. And I mean- and then Jim goes, free at last, keep your emotions down, Ch- tell your children it won't hurt if you'll be quiet. Uh, and these kids die, and it is, on the audio tape, it's so fucking awful. You're sitting there listening, and these kids are crying. Their parents shouting out because they know that they've just killed their fucking kids, and their kids screaming, and then all of a sudden it just gets uncomfortably quiet. Um, where virtually all the kids have died. You hear people crying. And then Jim chimes up and he says, bring the vat here so the adults can begin. If you fail to follow my actions, or if you fail to follow my advice, you'll be sorry. Uh, And as people are drinking and as people are crying because they've literally murdered their families, uh, Jim still talking into his microphone says, we didn't commit suicide. We, ki- we committed an act of revolutionary suicide, protesting the conditions of an inhumane world. Uh, and some of the inner circle inject themselves with cyanide instead of drinking it. Um, Jim and Annie never drank the Kool-Aid pussies. Um, Annie actually shot Jim not because there was a dispute or anything. Annie shot Jim, killed him after everyone else had died. Everyone has died at this point, and it was Jim and Annie sitting there above 918 dead bodies, 304 of which are children. And at that point, Jim said, Annie pulled the trigger. Annie did. Uh, And then I don't know if... I don't know when she wrote it, but she left a suicide note. Um, And after killing Jim, she then shot herself. In the note, uh, which was later found, uh, Annie said, we died because you would not let us live in peace. Uh, The FBI's disaster team, on a more positive note, um, the FBI's disaster team, along with um, their forensic scientists, were able to actually identify and locate family members of many of the victims by using fingerprints, blood samples, really anything they could uh, to trace back and notify anyone they could. Because prior to uh, 2001, 9-11, uh, this was the biggest voluntary, like the most voluntary deaths like in u.s history like this was the worst fucking thing Mm -hmm. before 2000 yeah like after the holocaust before 9-11 jonestown is right fucking there just it's terrible it's fucking awful um but yeah luckily the fbi's disaster team 
was able to to kind of connect people and you know make it so that some of these people could have funerals could you know at least mourn and know what happened to their their family members overall 87 members survived um including Jim's sons uh Stefan and what is it uh Tim and Jim Jones Jr uh Many of the people that survived that were taken back to the U.S., um, I mean, obviously, you're going to face a shit ton of persecution. You're, you're one, going to have a lot of survivor's guilt. Two, you're going to go back, and you're going to have people that were like, so you just fucking stood by while almost 1,000 people died, while 300 children were murdered. Anyone who says that's a, a bitch. And... <laughs> They faced all sorts of persecution. Five of these people are actually murdered. Um, uh, I know I said on a positive note. I'll get to that. Yeah. Um, When that So five of these survivors were were murdered within five years of the events. Uh, The guy that shot the people on the plane, uh, that Leighton dude, he was, I believe, the only Jonestown, the only person in Jonestown that ever, like, faced time. And uh, he he got life in prison uh, after he was caught. A handful of survivors from Jonestown ended up taking their own lives because of survivor's guilt, uh, because, you know, their lives were just so miserable because of the persecution that they got when they got back. Um, and unfortunately, John Stone was killed. Little John, little six-year-old John. Yeah. That uh, they tried to save. He was killed during the mass suicide event. Um, Now, positive side. There were 11 people that managed to survive because prior to Jim getting on the PA and saying, hey, everyone get to the pavilion, uh, 11 people got together and they said, hey, uh, we're going to go on a picnic. And this is after Leo has interview Jim after they've heard there are two family like 15 mm-hmm. people that want to leave um they're like hey we're gonna go on a, a picnic they hiked 35 miles to their Jeez. escape and survived and avoided like the worst tragedy um an elderly woman hyacinth thrash is her name she survived because she slept through the entire ordeal uh I don't know. My assumption is she probably thought it was just another drill when she was hearing things, but she's she's an older woman. Uh, she woke up the morning after to dead bodies Oof, everywhere. Now that's some PTSD. Um, and uh, she she was interviewed later, and she said, "I didn't think Jim would do a thing like that. He let us down." Um, now Jim Jones' sons, Jim Jones Jr., Stefan, and Tim. This is the whole thing to put this on my radar. Uh, I have an entire ESPN article. I am not going to go through it because we're at an hour 15. Uh, I am planning on doing that in March. It will be free for everybody for an exclusive episode on our Patreon. Uh, It's not going to be behind a paywall. I'll have more details for it in the future. Uh, Sorry, it was like this would have turned into a fucking four-parter if I was going to do that as well. Um, But... His three sons and a handful of other people from Jonestown, all like in that teenage boys group, they were all playing basketball in a tournament in Georgetown on 
the Jonestown basketball oh, team. Jesus. And they had a tournament that fell over November 18th. So they were all out of town, balling it up, and avoided <laughs> the fucking crazy. mass suicide. Like, oh. 150 miles away, they dodged it all. They had no idea what the fuck had happened. And then they got word, and it was just like, oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, the Jonestown basketball team was actually created because of the interest that uh, all three of the Jones sons had in basketball. Jim Jones Jr., if you remember, was the first Indiana African-American that was adopted by two white parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and he actually went on to have a son that played college basketball, which getting to, like getting to play collegiate basketball is like it's fucking impressive. Yeah. Like to get to that level, to be that good, fucking impressive. But the exclusive will go over Jim Jim Jr.'s experience with surviving and with coming back to the US and some of the things that he ran into cuz man like the ESPN article you're just like it it's the weirdest fucking thing. Like you wouldn't go to ESPN as a source ever for what happened at Jonestown. <laughs> like Ever. Yeah. One hundred percent. That's you have and they interviewed Jim Jones Jr. Oh, that's crazy. And he what talks an about interview. his experiences in the seventies and eighties. Uh it's it's a fucking trip. Uh I'm sorry that like I teased it for the last two episodes. Oh, I had this funny thing. The whole premise was gonna be I'm gonna talk about the Jonestown basketball team. Like, this is fucking crazy. And then I was like, I have to fucking talk about yeah. Jonestown, dude. So, uh, um, and it yeah. is important to remember too that you know because he was so, you know, progressive at the beginning, a huge portion of the people who died at Jonestown were people of color. Yeah, and that that's never really talked about. That you know, their their estimations that up to like seventy percent mm-hmm. were were not white people. Yeah, who were. I mean, I'm going to say who were killed. It was considered a mass suicide, but there were tons of people who did not commit suicide, who were murdered. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The children, old people. There were people that escaped that had to escape past armed guards that yeah. were at Jonestown. So, uh, like, but yeah, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, the the impact that that had on some of these smaller, more close-knit African-American communities. It's a lot. Has, you know... Fucking terrible, yeah. To this day, like entire generations of people are just gone I mean, because they were entire family lines. In in that uh, Hulu document documentary, uh, they, they talk about it and they interview one guy that says he was like, "I was stateside. I wasn't in Jonestown," and he's like, "And when I heard that all these people drank and drank this cyanide and killed themselves, he was like." It was terrifying because I knew I would have done it too. Yeah, that's he's scary. like I know I would have done it. I wouldn't have questioned it. And he's like, but and oh, I forgot to point out, um, there were actually I don't know the numbers on it, but uh, in Jonestown they did there they drank everything. There were also orders back to the People's Temple in California for people mm-hmm. to also drink it. I don't know the numbers. I don't know if there's overlap with the 918 that died I don't, here. I don't think there's overlap. I don't think there's I overlap. It's a separate number. I do think that a lot of the people in California were like, uh, no. 
Yeah. Because they were they're far not, enough away. Yeah, they're they're kind of displaced from the situation. But yeah, there were orders for people in California to also partake in this. And it's like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Yeah. There there were other suicides on yeah. the same day or in the days yeah. just after it that are considered to be linked, but how can you prove that at this point, you know? And I know that it's fucking just typical for for everyone to say it, but like if you are struggling with self-harm, I know that we have talked a lot about taking your life in this episode or people taking their lives. In no way are we like glorifying this at all. If you're having thoughts of self-harm, by all means reach out and get help. Like that shit is it's it's a lot and like the people that that followed Jim Jones's orders they weren't these complete fucking idiots like the the victims of Jonestown they were they were regular fucking people that were brainwashed and they were they were manipulated and abused into this way of thinking if you have the opportunity to get help please 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 reach out and get it call a friend call a family member call the helpline yeah, anything anything at all um, but yeah, like it's, it's such a shitty, shitty thing that Jim Jones did. And I know that we usually take like these, these funny little takes on fucking everything and we can be really shitty sometimes, but like in all honesty, seriously, get help if you need Get it. help. You deserve it. Yeah. Also, um, Jim Jones fulfilled his childhood fantasy. He truly became an angel of death. Yeah. You remember that? Very, very true. Jesus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry this one ran. Uh, Nobody's going to complain. Long as shit. Uh, I, yeah, these are these are long ones for me. Um, but yeah, we, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, I will, I swear to God, get back to Butchers of Bosnia. Um, but yeah, thanks. Thanks for supporting us. We appreciate all of our Patreon members. Um, like we said, we have huge things coming. Check out our Instagram. Make sure uh, you keep an eye out for the giveaway that we're doing. Uh, we really want to give back. And uh, even if you are even if you don't win, still keep an eye out for a message from us. We might send something out. Yeah. Um, Little bonuses maybe. We'll but see. yeah, we, we really, really do appreciate you guys. You have those names? Yeah. So we've got the board, of course. Uh, Mini D, Thomas, and... Toddlewaddle. Um, hey, you guys are uh, great. Hey, thank you for not enjoying Flavor Aid. Yeah. And then, of course, we've got uh, Abby, AJ's Third Nut, Kitty Titties, uh, Nordic Thunder, Weston, Dark Runner, D's Nuts, G Dog, Hayden, Laura Ravo, and Lindo. Thank you all so much. Like, we're, you be, we're able to do these giveaways and do all sorts of fun stuff on our side because of your guys's continued support yeah we really really do appreciate you guys uh and as always you know it's the end of the show if you guys ever have any recommendations for movies tv shows books movies tv shows books articles movies or tv shows music books some music if you have a documentary that you saw and even if you don't fucking Want it to be an episode. If it's just like... Oh, yeah. We just love documentaries. One, They're just cool. Send it our way, and we will talk to you about it. Like, we love hearing back from you guys. Please, 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 please send us any recommendations. Send us any memes. Whatever the fuck. 
uh, reach out to us on Instagram at Points of Pressure. Uh, go to our website, pointsofpressure.com. Uh, fucking, you know what? You know the drill. Email us at pbdnaj at gmail.com. We'll catch you guys next Monday. Thanks for being here.